This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, I know I talk about some things quite a bit around here. And I believe it's because these same things keep coming up in the hobby and they keep fueling mindsets and opinions in the hobby and not all of them are beneficial. And being a student or philosopher of the aquarium hobby, I like to point these things out or bring them up once in a while as I see them. Sometimes they're controversial, sometimes they're not that important to everybody else, but they are to me and sometimes they're just interesting to talk about. Um, One of the things that comes up a lot is the, the, the sort of the idea of making corrective moves when we're pursuing solutions to problems within our aquariums. Now, one of the classic approaches that we as hobbyists employ to overcome stuff like, let's say, excessive algae growth, for example, that's a big one, is to limit nutrients in, in our aquariums. Now, on the surface, this is a commendable, correct procedure. To accomplish this, however, we utilize all sorts of chemical filtration media, nutrient export techniques, and filtration to to get it done. And we do these things often in rapid succession because the problem has gotten pretty bad. Yet sometimes it's those very corrective moves which actually cause more problems or expose more weaknesses in our aquarium habitats. Huh? Well, think about it. Our aquariums, as I've said before, are miniature ecosystems subject to all the laws of nature. They're dependent upon inputs and outputs from both the terrestrial and the aquatic environments which surround them. Now, many of these inputs and outputs depend upon the work of living organisms ranging from bacteria to fungi to, yes, algae. Like it or not, these are all important members of the ecosystem. So when we remove one or more of these components or the things that support them, the entire system actually suffers as a result. You can't win the war on algae, for example, by completely eliminating all of the nutrients in your tank. To do so deprives some other organisms of their needed source of nutrition. This is something we've talked about before too, right? But it begs the question, if you're starving the algae by removing its nutrient source, what else are you starving in the process? Aquariums are a study of interdependencies. They're filled with them. When you think of aquariums in this manner, they become a whole lot less of a pet holding container and a whole lot more of a little slice of nature that you're recreating in your home. And of course, the botanical style aquarium is an expression of this thinking, a microcosm, fully dependent upon a wide variety of organisms which all affect the environment. Botanical style aquariums are really ecology-first systems which incorporate botanical materials as a means to support the myriad of life forms which reside within them. The importance of the microbiome of the botanical style aquarium environment is immeasurable. Now, a microbiome, uh, by definition, is defined as a community of organisms like bacteria, fungi, and viruses that inhabit a particular environment. That's according to the commonly accepted definition. That's, I think, Merriam-Webster. Now, sure, every aquarium has a microbiome to a certain extent. We have the beneficial bacteria which facilitate the nitrogen cycle and they play an indispensable role in the function of our little worlds. Now, the botanical style aquarium is no different. In fact, 
as I just mentioned, it's perhaps more dependent upon the microbiome than other less natural approaches. One thing that's very unique about the botanical style approach is that we tend to accept the idea of decomposing materials accumulating in our systems very readily. We understand that they act to a certain extent as fuel for the micro and macro fauna which reside in the aquarium and that they perform this function as long as they're present in the system. And it can be really, really complex. Yeah, this is where I start wondering. It's the place where my, you know, basic high school and college elective course biology falls away and you get into more complex aspects of aquatic ecology in aquariums. But it's important to at least understand this concept as it can relate to your aquariums. It's worth doing a little bit of research and pondering. It'll educate you, it'll, it'll challenge you and make you a better overall aquarist. Now understand that when we create a botanical style aquarium, not only do we have the opportunity to create an aquarium which differs significantly from those in the years past, we have a unique window into the natural world and the role of these materials in the wild as well. And when we do that, we're not as freaked out by stuff like detritus and biofilms and the occasional spot of algae as we were previously. We're letting go of some of our preconceived notions of what a healthy aquarium looks and functions like, and I think that's a huge evolution in the hobby. We're making the effort to understand the ecology of our systems on a macro level, witnessing firsthand how various life forms are dependent on one another. And that's our community. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the mental adjustments that we need to make as a hobby to accept the aesthetic and the processes of natural decay, fungal growth, the appearance of biofilm and algae, all that stuff, and how these affect what's occurring in the aquarium. It's all a really complex synergy of life and aesthetic. You know, synergy, interdependency, ecology. These all sound really good. Perhaps they sound like so much word salad when we use them in some context. However, they're all important concepts. When you think about how our botanical stylograms function and how they embrace the decomposition of said botanical materials as their fuel, it becomes obvious that to remove any set of organisms or components which are part of the process severely disrupts it to the detriment of the entire tank. Sure, you could perhaps suppress excessive algae growth by reducing the photoperiod of the tank or by a series of water changes or water exchanges, excuse me, targeted at, you know, improving overall water quality by, you know, dilution, assuming that there is a water quality issue in the first place. However, when you start throwing in, you know, various chemical filter media as a quick, you know, solution to to reduce, you know, and I use the word reduce sort of in air quotes, to reduce nutrients rapidly. You know, you start creating a, a disruption to the function of the organisms which are dependent upon these compounds and, you know, nit nitrate, phosphate, etc. for food. That creates a sort of an imbalance, doesn't it? It does. Okay, it sounds like I'm saying to never take corrective measures when something goes wrong in your tank or goes away, awry or whatever. And that's not what I'm suggesting. But I am suggesting a couple of things, however. So first, ask yourself if the problem that you're trying to correct is really a problem at all. We've had this discussion before, haven't we? As usual, our botanical style approach gives us a good example of this. When we add botanical materials to an aquarium and accept what occurs as a result, regardless of whether our intent is just to create a different aesthetic or perhaps something more, we are, to a very real extent, replicating the processes and influences that occur in wild aquatic habitats in nature. The presence of botanical materials, like leaves and so forth, is foundational to their you know, existence, as it is uh, in our aquarium approach. 
And the fact that they recruit biofilms and fungal growths and break down over time in our tanks is simply part of the natural process. We can consider this a problem, which needs to be mitigated somehow because we don't like the looks, or we can make the effort to understand how these processes and occurrences can benefit the little microcosms that we've created in our aquariums. It's about understanding. It's about perception, education, and acceptance. It's about looking at things differently, looking at things that we're uncomfortable or unfamiliar with as problems in the aquarium hobby kind of deters us from evolving and moving ahead, in my opinion. It sets up artificial roadblocks on our journey that aren't always necessary. We need to look at these things as opportunities. Yeah, opportunities to figure out what role they play in the ecology of natural aquatic ecosystems and in our aquariums. We need to look for ways to incorporate rather than eliminate them from our tanks. We need to understand what causes the imbalances which lead to these problems in the first place. If you do need to make a correction, it's important to understand why you need to make the correction. Often, expressed most simply, biological imbalances like algal blooms are a result of too much of something, right? The important thing is to find out why the imbalance occurred and not to create a different imbalance in our zeal to correct the problem. By trying to eliminate or curb you know, the perceived negatives in our system, we risk eliminating the positives too. It's a you know, is it a problem or simply a result of a life form taking advantage of circumstances which favor its growth and its proliferation? Now, sure, in some instances, excessive algae growth, which is a common problem, is an issue. Uh, for example, if you're trying to grow plants because it competes with them for nutrients and essentially smothers their surfaces, interfering with photosynthesis and other processes. I get it. To many people, it looks bad because it covers the stars of your tank. Curbing the excess is an existential issue in that instance. However, We've gone so far in the other direction in recent years, and I think partially because of the social media-fueled environment that we're in today, it seems that any aquarium which is anything but spotlessly clean is perceived as sloppy or dirty. I think our current, and in my humble opinion, shallow, aesthetics are everything, popular view of how aquariums should look, has sort of tainted everything. We've gotten a bit lost, in my opinion. We've decided to place all of our eggs in the, if the tank looks perfect, it must be perfect basket. And I don't believe that this is a correct mindset to have in the hobby. I think that we went a bit too far in the other direction. In the aquarium hobby, we often tend to edit nature, polishing out or trying to bypass the processes, the aesthetics and the functions that we find distasteful in search of what we have generically called a balanced aquarium. It's a noble, important goal, at least on the very surface. However, I think we need to understand that nature seeks a balance in her own way. One that really doesn't take into account our schedules, our goals, or our aesthetic preferences. And it's well known that an aquarium is a closed ecosystem that can easily fall out of balance, as the expression goes, when we go too far in a certain direction. We can change some of the physical aspects of our tank, you know, equipment, hardscape, whatever, but Mother Nature's in control. She calls the shots here. We've got to keep reminding ourselves about that. It's uncomfortable for some people, but she, she works with whatever we give her. The reality is that we simply need to understand how to work with her. Stay curious, stay diligent, stay educated, stay observant, stay smart, and always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.